Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We spoke earlier today to Luis Marchez, who's the new CEO of Sierra Metals. So Tia Sachs, an NYSE listed uh, producer. Uh, Polymetallics, uh, mainly copper, 40% copper, 20% silver, 20% zinc, 10% gold, and 10% lead, it seems. So Peru is their flagship project, producing about 60% of revenue. Um, it's a bit early uh, in his tenure to be talking about too much detail. He's only been there three months, but we also talked to him about the ARIA situation and them wanting to offload some stock. Didn't seem to know too much about that. Um, and also was sort of unable to give us a clear direction as to how he's going to create additional value for shareholders, uh, whether it be through, through growth or developing the current assets. So we'll probably come back to this one in a few months' time, but enjoy what you do here. Luis, how are you doing, sir? I'm fine. Thank you, Matt. I'm in Lima. You're in Lima. How are things in Lima? What's happening? Well, we're in the middle of the pandemic, so I'm at home. Uh, but yeah, everybody's taking care of, of everybody here, trying to get out of this situation. So we're working on it. You're working on yes. it. Yeah. And it's impacted your business, but it's also impacted a lot of people in country. So uh, tough, tough times at the moment. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. It is, but uh, but we're we're getting out of it, uh, and well, company-wise, we're being quite uh, specific on being careful with our people, with their families, with their com- with the communities. So we're working hard on that. But so far, we're, we're struggling, but we're managing. Okay, well, we're we're looking forward to getting a catch up. We we spoke with uh, Igor, your predecessor. Back in August and also I think in May earlier that year as well, it was, you know, it's an interesting story for sure. Uh, you're the new new kid on the block. You, you've uh, you've joined what three three four months ago, something like this. Three months ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we're going to hear about that in a second. Get a, get a bit of background on you in a second. But first of all, why don't you give us a one minute overview of Sierra Metals for people new to this story, and then we can pick it up from there. Okay, well, Sierra has three assets. Uh, it's an operating company. We have three assets, one in Peru, one and two in Mexico. Uh, the two in Mexico are Cusi, which is a silver mine. Uh, the other one is Bolivar, which is a copper mine. Cusi is around 10% of our revenue. Bolivar is around 30% of our revenue. And we have Yauricocha here in Peru, which is a flagship, which is around 60% of our revenue. Yauricocha uh, is a polymetallic mine. Uh, it's uh, copper, zinc, lead, gold, uh, and silver. So overall, our mix is, is of five metals. Copper is 40% of our revenue, uh, zinc 20%, silver 20%, gold 10%, and lead 10%. So we are a truly polymetallic, diversified company. Yeah, you are. Uh, we are cash positive, uh, good cash position, uh, and plenty of resources. It's been steady on its growth strategy. Uh, so now we're sitting in a quite nice resource base that we, that we are working to put it into, into value for, for everybody, for the shareholders. So it's exciting. It's an exciting company. It's a strong company. It's been delivering over the years and, and, and we have uh, good prospects for the future. We are also a good one very good thing about Sierra is that we are in established jurisdictions. We are where we are. Uh, it's been mining for for many years, so people know what mining is about. 
and we are very well received by the communities around. And we are in, 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 in nice uh, and, and very prospective uh, belts. We are near the Toromocho copper mine in Peru, in that, in that belt where there are many ore bodies. And in, in Mexico, in Bolivar, we are near uh, orogenic area for copper and Cusi has been happening for hundreds of years actually. So we have plenty of places to where to explore and, and potentially grow. Okay, Th- thanks for that. That's um, nice, nice rundown. Let me talk about you. You're the new guy on the block, right? So you've been brought in to solve some problems or to help with the growth of the company. So first of all, let's start with, you know, so what's your experience? Where have you come from? What have you done? Well, I'm a mining engineer by training. I worked for Anglo American for 23 years, a couple of years with Trafigura. So I've been in operations, I've been in projects, uh, operations in Chile and Canada, Mexico, and in projects in Peru and other parts of the world. So I've got this mix of operations and projects, which actually fit really well with Sierra because it's an operating company that has a growth strategy. So uh, I feel at home here where I can do a lot. Uh, and also, I like Sierra for, for the management team as well. So I'm fitting really well. I'm really excited. Okay, you're excited. Um, they felt they needed a change. So what was it they have tasked you with? What do they want you to try to do? Or is there a problem they were trying to fix? Not really. Not, well, there are issues as in any other company. But uh, it, it's a company that has been growing steadily. The previous CEO, Igor, which, which you know, he, he was very consistent in the strategy of growing the resources, growing the, the, the production capacity. Uh, so the next stage uh, now is to deliver on that production capacity and grow from those resources. And that's where I'm focusing the team and, and, and the company. Uh, so, well, as we speak, we're managing the current situation, but other than that, once we get through this, we, we are going to, to go on with the strategy. Okay. The company was in production. It was moving through, um, moving projects through a process. Things were kind of running okay. So what more does the board want from you that wasn't happening before? Well, we, as we speak, we're, we're filling the, the production. We're filling the plants. Uh, we have 5,000 tonnes per day capacity in, uh, in Bolivar, which uh, now we are reaching. Uh, we, we expect to be consistent in that throughput by the end of the year. Same thing with Kusi, 1,200 tons per day. Last year it was around 900. We're going to get there. And uh, same thing with, with Jabricocha. Uh, so so the first thing we're doing is to make sure that we are running at full capacity. The second thing that we're doing is to build on those resources, as I said. We, we have uh, plenty of resources uh, due to the greenfield exploration and brownfield exploration on the, on the properties. So we've just been approved a number of expansion studies that we are starting as we speak to make sure that, that we are in a position to, to grow the capacity of the plants and, and bring more value. And the other thing is that we have a, a very nice land position. So once we are allowed, we're going to keep exploring. And we are very optimistic about exploration. So we have this three-legged strategy as we speak. Okay, but those those plans were already in place before you came on. I know you've only been there three months, okay? So I'm looking to the future. You know, the, the guy at the top is the driver. 
And I, what I'm trying to understand is that what are they seeing in you that they weren't getting before? What, what, I don't want to talk about stuff they already had in plan. I'm talking about what are you, what are you going to do to change this company to ensure that there is growth, that investors are interested in this story going forward? Well, we're ensuring that. Uh, we're bringing some discipline processes. We are strengthening the team. Uh, we are uh, working on, on the relationship with the communities. Uh, ESG certainly is one of our focus. Uh, so I, I feel I feel like part of a process, Matt. Uh, I should say that that that's a good thing about CRI is that it has a good, a very nice, good uh, board, and uh, which has been very supportive, and the management is a very nice, very good management team. What I'm doing is strengthening that and making sure that it happens, uh, and and I'm bringing this to to the next step. And uh, I think that I have the support of the board and everybody in my team. Okay, but I, what, again, what I'm trying to get, I'm sorry to stay on this point, but I just, I, the, it's really important. You know, the guy at the top is the leader, right? So are we, should we read anything into the fact that you're ex-Anglo-American, that you're ex-Trafigura, that you are, you're, you know, country manager in Peru for such a long time? Are there expectations of you using your track record which may signal to us as investors what the company is going to try and do moving forward, over and above the plans it already has in place? Well, the expectation is on delivery, Matt. I want to make sure I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm strong uh, together with my team to make sure that the delivery will be there. So we're following, as I said, a disciplined process for projects, uh, make sure, making sure that we have the right individual, that we have no surprises, and we put full value to our resources. Uh, in terms of operations that we have, that we are safely operating, which is obviously very important, and that we have the lowest cost that we can aim for, and that's uh, that's where we are focusing as we speak. And in a sense, this this tragedy of the COVID is has also taught us that that there is a number of processes that we can streamline right, in all of our operations. So we're we're building on that as well. So that's, I think that's what the board is expecting from me. Uh, as you said, I'm three months into the job. And I've been at home the last three months. So, so it's very difficult to go beyond that for the time being. Okay, I understand. It's been, it has been tough times. And I noticed that you know, in various statements, you know, you, you've had to restrict uh, some of the things that you wanted to try and do. I know that you were talking about um, issuing uh, or returning capital to you know, shareholders or paying down debt. And... and Around so the finance, the, your what you wanted to try and achieve with your financials, you've not been able to do. COVID has impacted your ability to operate for a two month period, two and a half month period. I know you've restarted uh, on the end, end of July at Kusi uh, Mine, for instance. But so it's been a tough start. So you know, so it's been a really interesting time for you to start with with this company for sure, and it's impacted your ability to do things. So. Can we just address some of the big ticket items, if I if I may? So, for instance, last time we spoke, we spoke with Igor, uh, and I pulled him up on what was happening with Arias. Okay, they were a fifty-two percent shareholder at one point, and they wanted to get get rid of thirty percent of their their position. So, what's happened with Arias? Has that position been resolved? And if so, what does it look like? Well, Arias is a major shareholder in, in Sierra, which uh, means fans has fifty-two or fifty-three percent. Uh, I don't, I don't know what you mean by resolving, but, but they are uh, uh, part of our shareholder base and they are a supportive shareholder. 
Okay. Well, last last time we spoke in August, I know. Sorry, I know you're three months in. That's a tough one. But last time uh, we spoke in August, they were they were looking to offload uh, about thirty percent of their their position into the marketplace, and that was causing some. There's a huge obviously overhang, and it's causing concern in the marketplace. So, what I'm trying to get at is, you know, did they do that, or have they resolved to hang on to their position, or will well, they be offloading? They hold over fifty percent of our shareholder our shares. Uh, I mean, the actions of Aries, you would have to ask Aries, right? That's, that's what I can say. Okay, okay. I, I'd be interested if we talk again to understand sort of, you know. So obviously, you have not been party to conversations with them since you've been uh, on board, um, but I think there certainly were conversations towards the end of last year. Okay, well, look. We'll, I'll park that in that in that case, um, but I, I would like to be able to sort of try and understand that position a little bit more because it was causing concern in the marketplace, um, for sure. Okay, okay um, let's let's talk around a debt position at the moment. So, can we talk around your finances? What can you tell me about where you're at today? Well, we we have a strong cash position. We are in around forty million dollars. We have the outstanding loan with BCP, which we will start paying next year. Uh, our finances are fine. Actually, over the COVID so far, we've been able to keep our cash position. Uh, we have reduced some of the capex uh, in some of the operations uh, because we, we wanted to, to remain strong. So, so far, we're doing very well. Uh, since uh, actually June 1st, when I joined, we are uh, starting to, we have started to take our operations to full capacity. Uh, together with the exchange rate, which is helping, together with the price of the metals, which are also helping, uh, it's, it's, it's looking very well onwards uh, in terms of, of our cash generation and, and the production. So, so it's, it's going well. It's going well. Okay. I mean, you were sort of self-funding self a lot of the CapEx last year. I mean, quite a big amount, like 83 million bucks worth of self-funding. So it was significant, but you also had a, a, a debt um, to be repaid of, uh, well, you repaid 34 million last year and you're, you, there was talk about, you know, managing that debt better this year. With COVID having impacted your ability to generate revenues, is, are you having to reassess your current financial position in any, in any way? Um, for instance, you, we talked about Alec, uh, returning up to 30 million to shareholders in 2020. Is that, is that going to happen? Yeah, no. no well, that, that was put on hold, obviously, for, for the right reasons at the beginning of the year. Uh, and so we are resisting that. Uh, we have to, if, if we do any return to, to the shareholders, we, which, which we certainly will try to do, uh, it's going to depend on our excess cash flow, which we still have to assess. Uh, you know, things are very fluid, and we have to make sure that we have the right level of cash flow to run the, the company on its right path. But after that, uh, we'll discuss with the board on, on what's the right way to return the, the cash to the shareholders. Okay. Well, and, and at what point are you going to make those sorts of decisions? Are you going to wait till the end of the year before you make that decision, or is it something that may happen sooner? Uh, we haven't discussed that with the board yet. Uh, I think we've been very focused on, on making sure that we are operating and that we are keeping our, our financial strength. But that that's that's in the horizon. I, I'd say in the in the next three to six months to discuss, uh, depending on where our cash position is. 
as I said, uh, the position in the company is quite strong. I mean, we, we've been able to retain our cash position after COVID. And now we are having lower costs, we're having uh, higher revenues because of the prices. Uh, so things are going well, uh, um, but I mean, we have COVID on top of us and anything can happen. Yeah. So we have to be very conscious about it. It's a very strange time, obviously. Um, I appreciate that. But so let, let's let's talk about some of your projects. Obviously, Yaracocha is uh, polymetallic. It's also sixty percent of your revenue. Um, again, last time we spoke in, in August, and I appreciate you know um, a lot of these these things may have happened. But can you give us an update? Because we were talking about shaft upgrades, tunnels, ventilation, tailings dam upgrade, uh, and then sort of camp refurb. Have, have all of those things happened? How much more money do you need to be spending at Yaracocha? Well, we've spent over $15 million for CapEx this year. It's less than what the plan was because we've only focused on non-discretionary CapEx. As you said, ventilation is certainly non-discretionary, development is non-discretionary. The shaft, we've been able to delay it uh, because we had access to other parts of the mine where we had ore. So we, as we speak, we're looking at, at when we're going to restart it. So overall, uh, we've been focusing on, on non-discretionary capex, and the discretionary capex we are reassessing as, as we speak how we're going to move with those. But certainly, our aim is not to hurt production in the future uh, due to any delay. Okay. So again, you talked about why you've been brought in here, and you know, looking at something like that, agriculture, you're having to manage money. You're having to you adapt, remain agile and change your plans according to market conditions. I, I totally understand that. But what is the potential there at Yerikosha? What should you be doing there that you're not able to at the moment? Exploration. Uh, we're not doing, we, we have a nice resource base in, in, in Yerikosha, where actually we can grow, but we feel that the potential in the area is, is very strong. So we, are, we have stopped all exploration and we're going to, to start quite soon. Uh, we have high expectations of the area. It's, it's, it's very prospective. So that's 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 uh, maybe the main thing that we've stopped doing for the time being, but we are going to restart. Uh, and uh, we hope to bring some surprises to the market, for sure. Like what? I don't know. It's very prospective. We have all the mixes there. You have... You can find scars, you can have... You can find more, more buys like we have. We are looking at porphyries in the area. There is a porphyritic environment. A couple of years ago, there was a, there were some drills that were released to the market, where we find some actually coppering porphyries. So uh, we we are re-looking at the whole place to to see what we are going to do next. But we are very optimistic about it. Okay. I mean, obviously, I'm just looking at the space. So it's 40% copper, 20% silver, 20% zinc, 10% gold, 10% lead. Okay. So obviously, the precious metals have seen a, a real rise in the market, and even copper more recently, but recently, has uh, seen a rise. But things like lead and zinc are not doing so well at the moment. So how do, how has that affected the revenues uh, at Yerikotcha? And how are you managing that? Where, do you, where are you spending your time, money, and effort? Well, uh, as I said, Yaricocha is, is everything and, and anything. I mean, we have the, the, the full mix of metals there. So all of them have gone up, but lead. 
Okay, so so we're really happy with, with the mix that we have. I think that's one of the good things about Sierra Metals, is that we have copper 40%, you know, uh, the metal of the future. We have silver 20%, you know, it's been going up by 50% this year. Gold, 10%. Zinc, it's not doing very, it's doing well actually. And lead, well, it, it's moving sideways. So, uh, agriculture, where, where you see it, it's, it's a good asset with the right mix. Uh, so, we are not that we don't have that much flexibility to change the mix, I should say. Okay, we'd like to, you know, swift shift to copper when it goes up or shift to silver. But the geology and God decided to mix it all, so so we take it all together. <laughs> okay, well, like, okay, so I appreciate the restrictions under which you're working, but you're producing cash flow. You're managing the finances, um, and you will make some decisions towards the end of the year uh, as to you know distributions, debt, and how you manage all of that a little bit better. Um, let's talk about um, Bolivar in Mexico. So we're going to move from Peru to Mexico. Uh, Bolivar copper, thirty percent of revenue. Copper's on the up at the moment. You know, it's the, it's a material of the future. Um, people are looking for you know large play projects. I mean. What, how are you going to, are you going to continue to mine and operate this? Are you going to continue to explore there? Are you looking for other acquisitions to bolster the, the scale of the opportunity here? I mean, what, what's the future look like for Bolivar? Well, Bolivar is, Bolivar is very exciting, Matt. It's very exciting. Maybe because I come from the copper environment, so I, I have this, this little heart. But you need to scale. So what are you going to do? Again, what's your experience going to deliver? Well, that's, that's where we're aiming to find more resources. We already have 40 million tons of resources there. Eh? It's, 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 it's sizable. Okay, so, so we, are, we are looking at, uh, at expanding in Bolivar. So far, we are filling the plant at 5,000 tons per day. And as we speak, we are looking at expansion studies to, to, to grow it better. Now, we are doing some more exploration in the area. That's where actually now we are doing exploration. And, and we are aiming to, to grow the resource base and, and see what else we can do. Now, I'm, I'm very excited about, about Bolivar. I think it's, it's going to become a larger part of the revenue stream for Sierra, and actually a larger part of the profit stream for Sierra. So uh, keep an eye on it, keep an eye on it. I am, that's why I'm asking you about this. I, I, I am excited about it because it is copper. I'm looking for you to give us some clues about scale of the opportunity or how much money, in terms of your focus, your money, your time, are we going to start seeing you move towards this as you understand more? Yeah, no, we actually, what is good about Mexico in particular, and it's hard for me to say because I'm Peruvian, but uh, it's, it's easier to get permitting and it's faster to get the permit. So in Bolivar, we have the resources, we have the people, we have the right cost base, okay? Uh, if you see at, at the overall uh, equation for cost, it's in the right space. You might not have, you know, the lowest cash cost, but you have. Well, we have a, a very nice low capex base. So once you do the equation between the low capex intensity and the and the right position on, on the cost curve, Bolivar is an exciting uh, opportunity in terms of, of return. We've got the resources, so we are planning to, to grow there. I cannot tell you how big we're going to go because we're doing these studies, but certainly we're aiming to do that as quickly 
as possible. We are also doing some district uh, exploration. There is a porphyry 15 kilometers away from where we are, which was bought many years ago by a Chinese company. So we are in that environment. Okay, so we've done some geophysics uh, and, and we're going to keep exploring. Hopefully we'll find something and this can even change the, the history of Bolivar. But that's still some way ahead. But with what we have now, we're, we are planning to grow. Right, so, yes. but let, let's get into that detail because it, it sounds to me that's where the growth story of this uh, company is coming from. So when you say you look at the, the cost equations, when you say you look at, you're doing studies at the moment, and you said, I'm excited, you said it twice. So g give me more, give me more, a bit more detail about what excites you, what's, what's going on in your head, you think, what are you looking at and saying, actually, I know how we're going to develop this thing. We, I know how we are going to create value here, not just we'll see, sort of see how it goes in the future, may hold some, some surprises. G give me something. Okay, well, we, we are already established there. That's a good thing, okay? If you compare it with some greenfield projects or even brownfield large projects, we are on the right size equation, okay? So if we want to grow, our capex intensity is, is not that high. It, it's, it's quite low, actually. Uh, but we have a large resource base, okay? And, and that which, from my point of view, is still underexplored, okay? So, so we can explore more and eventually grow growth, the resource base there. Uh, and in terms of, so in terms of resource and capex, we are in the right place and we are established that we have good relationship with the community. On the other hand, our cost base is, is fairly low, okay? Because the ore body is, is fairly massive for, for underground standards. So our cost base is, is quite good. So that's, you, you've got the, 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 the right variables in the equation. Now we have to make it happen. And that's okay. what we're aiming. So, so how do you, how do you tackle it though? So talk to me about how you tackle that. So you're saying the ore body, you like the ore body. So what do you do as an organization in terms of either saying, I'm, we're gonna build this out into something huge or I'm gonna accelerate the timeframe to you know, start producing an incremental additional cash to this thing. What's the business plan for making this well, asset you know, go forward at some kind of pace? We're doing the studies as we, as, as we speak. Uh, but as I've told you, I've been three months here, but we are doing the studies. We, we're hiring engineering, we're doing the geology, we're bringing consultants, uh, and, and we are making sure that we are right on that place. Okay. Uh, so it, it's an ongoing thing. You can come back and tell me. I like the you can come back and tell me about it. You can come back on the show and tell me about it. I, I, I want to see how that thing grows. Uh, let's finish off the QC. It's only 10% of revenue. It's small, but obviously margins have just got a whole lot better in the, in the past uh, month or so for silver. So what, what's happening there? Are you going to increase capacity there or, or what? Uh, well, we had put it on care and maintenance during the, the, the COVID. And... Actually, we, we brought it back to production right when the, the price of silver was going up, uh, end of July. So it was it was the right timing. So understand. Now we are working on filling the plant. We have a 400 tonne per day plant. Um, the exciting story about Kusi has been that uh, we have found a, a new high-grade area, uh, which is right next to where we are mining. Uh, so as we speak, we are drilling and, and trying to, 
to measure the tonnage and actually we're mining from them as well. Because as part of the of the drilling, we, we are doing development and, and we are mining. So part of the ore that we're bringing to the plant now is coming from this new higher grade area. Uh, that's where that's where we are. Uh, we are trying what what we're aiming is to consolidate the production at Gusi. Uh, there were some issues with with the mine last year and, and the year before. Uh, so, so we are making sure that it's, it's consistent in, the, in its delivery to the plant and, and that we have the right cost base. Uh, we have a good team there. They're doing a great job. Uh, so I, I'm very optimistic as well to have Kusi as a, as a source of revenue for, for the company. Wouldn't it be better just to sell it? I mean, it's small. It's a distraction, isn't it? No, no. No, I think we have it under control. We're operating it. It's going well. Look, if somebody comes and makes the right offer, no, no, like anything else. But uh, certainly, we 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 are uh, we are very confident about Kusi. The company has been investing in Kusi for for many years, and I think we are at the right juncture to to reap the benefits of it. But it's like twelve hundred. It's twelve hundred tons a day. It's it's not it's not a it's not a big asset, really. So surely that's a bit of a distraction. It's not that big, but at the current silver prices, it, it, it's, it's a very good asset. And, and, and we have it under control. We've made the right uh, investment over time. And as I said, we're finding better grade. Uh, and, and so, so it, it's, a, it's a nice story. You'll see the results in the next few months. Okay. Okay. I look forward to that. Luis, thank you very much. What a, what a, what a great update. Um, lo- lovely to meet you, obviously. I wanted to talk to you because, um, you know, with your track record, I want to sort of see what you'd be bringing to the party um, here. Um, obviously, difficult times, uh, also exciting times uh, in terms of some of the, the, the commodity prices for sure. Um, so I look forward to staying in touch with you and seeing how you get on. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast? or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.